Welcome back to the Culture Cast, ladies and gentlemen. You are on the Powerbomb Nation. The Culture Cast is the podcast that is better than some, worse than others. I'm your host, The White Couch, and with me, as always, the Laurel DeMahardy, the one and only Mr. Jason Shepard. Hello. Hello, Jason. How are we doing tonight? Doing all right, man. A little tired, a little sore. <laughs> so, uh, before we get started, we promised last week we got to know. I know you were at the concert. How was it? Oh, it was a great concert, man. Yeah. Uh, I got to see Duran Duran Tuesday night in Nashville at the uh, Bridgestone Arena. And uh, I've been to I've been to Nashville several times, but never experienced the guts of Nashville, like being down in it all. Like I've been on the outskirts of different areas around it. But, and uh, man, it's just too it's too much for me. It's a little it's a little too much. I mean, there was it was a Tuesday night and you would think it was a Friday or Saturday night. You know, there's 80 different bands playing around you and you're hearing just sound coming at you from all angles and you don't know what to make of it. There's thousands of people in the streets. It's wild, but uh, not for me, but <laughs> great concert. Uh, Duran Duran killed it, man. I mean, they were, they were magnificent. So yeah, worth it. What wound up being your favorite performance that they had? Oh, dude, I, I couldn't tell you. I could not tell you because that's one of those bands that you can't ask me to even pick a favorite song because I couldn't do it. So the the whole thing was just primo. Real professionals, real just 40, 40 plus years and they're, they just still sound like it was 1984. So. Good stuff. Awesome, awesome. So now how many days did you spend out of Kentucky, out of the beautiful bluegrass state? Just one. I uh, went down Tuesday around, like I left around one. Got down there and then left around two the next day. So it was back Wednesday evening, yesterday evening. Well, that is fantastic, but uh, before we get into some other things, still got the buffer from the other show, so I'll work on getting us a a cantina theme here. But uh, what are you drinking on tonight? Uh, Diet Coke. Diet Coke. Yeah. Fantastic. Why do you like the Diet Coke? It's uh, because it's there in the house. Is that what we determined before? Yeah, my girlfriend drinks it, right? So we keep them there for her when she comes, but um, I uh, I get into them as well. But I liked them way before she came here. There's just it's, it's a nice, crisp, refreshing. I'm trying to get the sponsors from them now. I'll do Coke would be pretty sweet. Miller Lite, they didn't buy that. Because so. you know why they should do Coke? Because... That's what I'm drinking tonight, too, except mine's not diet. Okay, well, that's okay. A good Coca-Cola is a good Coca-Cola, man. You know, that is the uh, uh, people often laughed at me because they're like, you know, there's nothing better than a nice cold Coca-Cola. I'm like, yeah, there's one thing, a room temperature Coke. And, and I don't know why I got on a kick of room temperature. This one's ice cold. It came out of the fridge. Got to be ice cold. But, man, I'm, 
I don't know. I prefer my cokes. I think uh, with with no coldness. I like room temperature. I feel like you told me this before. Uh, we probably we had the soda episode, so I'm sure we talked about it. Mm -hmm. But uh, everybody can hear hear the dogs in the background. I'm sure. Um, so there's enough about that. But let's take. There was a couple in. couple interesting things other than our Ron Burgundy jazz flute there. Um, there's some really cool stories I wanted to get your opinion on while they're hot and fresh and in the news. And it's a little off our topic today. We're going to be talking about artificial intelligence today, which has all kinds of latest, latest news and, and up-to-date stuff in it. But first, did you hear the story coming out of Las Vegas? Uh-uh. Did, did you see, you not see the video footage from the police officers, uh, the, the camera that they have to wear mm -hmm. that caught something coming out of the sky, this giant green light coming out of the sky and landing in Las Vegas? No. Yeah. Then you got a 911 call of some dude. Um, let me do this since you have not heard do this. You have, I was going to say, can you pull it up? Yes, I will pull this up and we will we will give it a play here real quick. Um, but yeah, this is the latest headlines. They actually have set up cameras in Las Vegas trying to find these eight foot creatures that this guy says were in his backyard. I've watched the video. The dude seems, I mean, I don't see any reason to doubt him. He sounds like a, a very sane individual Ooh. and... You got the um, the police. The police were actively looking for these things. Let's see if I can find it here. So here we go. Here is the actual. This is from a Philadelphia news affiliate, and they were one of the ones who uh, I'd first seen this on. So let's pull up the screen here. There we go, and. Uh, Police in Las Vegas found themselves in the middle of a UFO mystery last month after an out-of-this-world 911 call. They're like nine foot, ten foot tall. They look like aliens to us. Big eyes. They have big eyes. A family called police on May 1st saying something had crashed in their backyard. They also said they saw large, non-human creatures roaming around the crash site. As far-fetched as it might sound, officers took the case and the call very seriously after a mysterious sighting of their own. Like a big creature. A big creature? Yeah, like a long, feet tall. Because I'm not going to BS you guys. One of my partners said they saw something fall out of the sky too, so that's why I'm kind of curious. Did you see anything land in your backyard? Or? Well, after nothing unusual was found during a brief search of the yard, officers closed the case, labeling it unfounded. The American Meteor Society said there were other reports of an unknown object flying around that same night. Police in Las Vegas found themselves in the middle of a UFO mystery last month after so now that was not the uh, that last footage they showed there was not the green light, uh, but that's the actual news report. And they've released the body cam footage. Uh, and I can't believe how hard this is to actually find on YouTube. But uh, they have portrayed on Fox News. Uh, Jesse Walters had done a story on it. So really, really odd stuff going on. So what do you think? Is it time? 
I don't know. I, I, I don't know if, uh, if we'll ever know in our lifetime, honestly. Like, you feel like things like this keep happening, and then you hear about the um, um, things getting declassified, uh, you know, declassified, and I, you think that, oh, we must be getting close to knowing something, right? Like, maybe they're about to tell us something, but I, I just don't think we're ever going to see it. So here is the actual, here's the one. I found the actual call. So let's pull this back up here. There's like an eight foot person beside it and another one's inside and it has big eyes and looking at us and it's still good. Okay, where is this on your property? Uh, in my backyard. I swear to God, this is not a joke. This is actually weird. So there's two people or two subjects that are in your backyard? Okay, a potential UFO investigation was sparked from this emergency nine one one call in Las Vegas. So there we go again. So now here's the UA. Now you'll see this light. Look at that light. There it is. Okay. And that's from the body cam of the officer going down. Wow. Very, the cop was legit freaked out. When they interviewed him, he was, I mean, you could tell he was like, he was like, yeah, y'all can call us. But we ain't coming back. No. <laughs> he's, he's like, I'm not interested in dealing with anything like what I may have saw out there tonight. And uh, it's just really crazy with all the... Now, this wasn't anything to do with disclosure. Um, but very interesting. What do, you th what do you think of the video of the body the body cam footage there? It's pretty interesting. I mean, we, 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 we just don't know what it is, you know? We won't know. And... I don't know. So we also had David uh, Gr Grusher, who was a uh, high-class military, uh, very decorated colonel in the, I think he was in the Navy. Uh, he came out this week and had a tell-all interview. And all of it, all the stuff he talked about was stuff that had been declassified or put out there. So it's it's public knowledge uh, but he's a very reputable military source that is claiming that we now have over the United States alone has over 12 vehicles. Now, he wouldn't necessarily say they're from outer space, um, but that we have 12 vehicles that we have uh, reverse engineered stuff out of. And this interview dropped on Monday. Now, he threw around... He's like, I don't want to say space for sure. He's like, but they're definitely dimensional traveling or coming from the ocean, you know, and maybe, maybe from outer space, uh, which begs the most important question out of culture cast news. Are we ready for Krang to take <laughs> over the earth? I mean, are we going to get a direct portal to dimension X? I'm with it, man. What if the Ninja Turtles are like the next Simpsons? 
and then all that shit comes like just starts predicting shit. I'm down with it. Bring it. Oh, bring it. Yeah, that is crazy though. That's um, to catch that on the body cam footage that way. That is that is really. I don't want to say convincing, but um, definitely. Uh, like I said, the, 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 the abbreviation of UFOs, it, it is unidentified flying object. That's certainly what it was. UFO does not mean alien, of course. It means it's an identified, unidentified flying object. And, well. Now, of course, some people said it was a meteor. So I don't know. No one's someone brought up a good point. Said what happened when they went to wherever this fell? Did they go try to find it? Right. But you know, that's up in like Oregon. I mean, that could have fell out in the middle of freaking nowhere that no one's ever stepped foot on, anyways. So right. you know, a lot of land up there is not mm -hmm. not very well, calming. Be interesting if we hear anything uh develop. We'll find out. We but will. speaking of that. Or we won't find out one of the two. Um, that is a subject we hope to delve in a little more uh, going forward with a lot of really cool stuff just coming to surface. You know, I can't believe that, you know, everyone's pretty much admitting that, yeah, we're not alone. Whether they visited, here's another story, but we're not alone. And that's not the biggest news story ever in the history of mankind. And I don't understand that. Yeah. But... What we're going to talk about tonight is revolutionizing humanity for the good, for the bad. We're going to discuss that right now. Jason, are you ready to talk about artificial intelligence? I know this is like your favorite thing in the world. So are you ready to give it the good old college try? Sure. Awesome. So uh, before we get started, I thought who better to really have on the show an interview for a show about artificial intelligence. Sarah Connor. Exactly. Yeah. Um, who else than AI to actually have on for a conversation? Oh boy. So this, this should, this could get fairly interesting. So now this is a pre-recorded interview because obviously I did not do it live here. But I did want to delve in. Now, this is ChatGPT. This is very basic AI. This was kind of like the first artificial intelligence that was rolled out for, for uh, casual human consumption. And it's very limited. It don't know a lot of facts, I think, after 2021. But I did find it interesting that you can, you can manipulate this thing to say a lot of things that, that they try to purposely put in words to to not allow it to go down uh, but let's start at the beginning we're going to give everyone just a brief overview of exactly what is artificial intelligence and the pros and cons of it being in humanity's hands so the first question we asked artificial intelligence chat gpt is what is ai i think the average person wants to know what exactly is ai AI is artificial intelligence refers to the field of computer science and technology that focuses on development of intelligent machines that perform tasks that are typically required human intelligence. 
AI systems are des designed to mimic, simulate human cognitive processes such as learning, reasoning, problem solving, perception, and decision making. AI can be broadly categorized into two types. You got narrow AI and general AI, also known as weak AI. Weak AI is designed for specific tasks with limited domain. Examples of narrow or weak AI include voice assistants like Siri and Alexa, image recognition systems like your iPhone, and recommendation algorithms used by online platforms, which is technically where ChatGPT would fall into as well. On the other hand, general AI, also known as strong AI, aims to possess human level intelligence across a wide range of tasks and domains. General AI would be capable of understanding, learning, and applying knowledge in a manner, manner similar to human intelligence, while significant possessions or significant prog progress has been made in narrow AI, the development of true general AI remains a challenge. Now, since I had this pre-recorded interview, they have actually released some footage of one that would be considered a strong AI that's really creepy that we'll play for you all here in a few minutes. So that being said, AI finds application in numerous fields, including healthcare, finance, transportation, manufacturing, customer service, and entertainment. It has the potential to revolutionize industries, enhance productivity, automate tasks, provide valuable insights from data. However, AI also raises ethical, societal, and policy concerns such as privacy, bias, and the impact on employment. So that was the general definition of what is AI. So what, what do you think about out of the two, how have you, you you've used how much AI have you used, Jason? Uh, not, not really any that I'm aware of. I'm, I'm sure it's one of those things that here, here's the thing. I don't know that I know enough about AI to actually engage in conversation with someone about it. It's um, I know what I see in the news and whatever is being posted around. I don't, I would never say I was educated enough to, um, to think I know, you know more than I do, because I, I mean, I don't, uh, I know that it's scary. Um, like the Terminator is cool until it really happens, right? <laughs> Terminator is cool until it happens. Yeah, until Roger Robert Patrick starts coming through bars on your ass. Yeah, but he's me and him are cool, so like I, I don't think I'd have a problem. But you know, everybody else might have to to worry about it. But no, I don't know, man. You just 
what started concerning me with it was the um because we've been getting these humanoid androids for years now right i mean like they're just slowly getting better at doing it but um when it comes to things like i started when it started um you started seeing that they were training ai to develop art in the style of this person um or that you start seeing people can uh, make a song that's uh, a dead musician's voice and and try to replicate it as you know as closely as they can and make a new song and you know, paul mccartney uh, just this past week it was it was a it was a uh, headline that he um he used John Lennon's vocals from an old unreleased demo and fed it through AI and now they've created there's going to be one final Beatles song that was released it's like yeah but yeah but it's not you know yeah or uh we're getting into deep fake where it's you know um this is all stuff people have heard me say before but you know an actor or actress dies and what's it matter we can we can put him in a movie 50 years from now it doesn't matter right, right. well mark hamill has sold his likeness to disney i mean he is yeah. officially sold hey you can use my my skin and go i just for don't it. i don't think it's cool that's the thing i just don't find the appeal in that because you know all of our lives we've we've grown to love and appreciate musicians artists uh, actors uh, and the talents that they possess and it's, it's that human element that makes you love what whatever that is and uh, like i don't want to watch you know mark hamill and something after he dies it's like no can't we just appreciate what he was when he was here like we've always done like normal society like i don't know it's 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 i'm not interested in seeing luke skywalker you know when i'm 90. i want to go back and watch the old luke skywalker and be like man mark hamill was great you know like that's just the, the what's the point of anything what's the point of having anything what's the point of doing anything if you can just replicate it like there, there's no appeal in that to me. I'm, I'm sure some people think that that's just probably the coolest thing ever. But like, I, I, I don't, I don't dig it. I, I don't find the appeal in it at all. Right. <clears throat> it's just, uh, but like I said, going back to the art thing, like, <clears throat> I think when I first started hearing about it all, I was kind of concerned. Like, uh, what's this mean for me? You know, as an artist, and uh, I don't know. I don't know if it means anything. Cause I'm always going to draw, right? I'm always going to illustrate and do what I do. And I think right. that there will always be people that appreciate that and be like, oh dude, yeah, like, I love your stuff. But like, you know, a, a program can draw now? Like, I, okay, like I, cool. There's no soul behind that. There was no emotion behind that. There was no love behind that. No passion behind that. You just, you're just shitting out crap, man. And it's like, cool. 
Like, I, I don't know. People right. were playing with those apps, you know, for a while. And, you know, sure, some of the stuff looked cool. And, and that's okay. Like, if you enjoy it on a certain level, you know, that's one, that's one thing. Like, hey, look, this is what I look like in AI. Okay, cool. Like, I'm, I hope you're enjoying it. But, like, <laughs> uh, hire me. I can draw you, you know? No, but it's... um. I don't know, man. Like it's it's scary because it's, it could take away jobs. It's I'm sure it's already started taking away jobs from people. Oh, absolutely. You know, and the that's... writer. You know, I think uh, I think it was found out during the writer strike, right? That uh, some of Marvel's stuff that they were developing is being some of it was being written by AI. Really, I had not heard that. You hadn't heard that? I th- no. Don't, don't quote me on that. I could be wrong, but I did I did hear that several times. Well, I wouldn't, I mean, I wouldn't doubt that at all. I mean, you can write. So the first thing here's, you know, the first thing I ever asked chat GPT, of course, one of my, one of my buddies at work, he, Rick, he said, oh man, you got to check this out. He's like, everybody can get in it now, check this out and, you know, sign up for it. He's like, it's really cool just to play around with. So I, I got it, created my account, whatever. So I have chat GPT. The first thing I asked it to do was, Hey, write me a story about Macho Man Randy Savage returning to the ring. Pretty cool story. I got to admit, they were really good because it took all the facts. The fact that Randy Savage is dead, number one, and it started out in a cemetery with a strike of lightning and hit Macho Man rose from the grave, returned to the arena. When he'd returned to the arena, it said the crowd fell silent and then you heard an, oh yeah, and it spelled it out the right way. And it was it was crazy how many details and how good the story was. I mean, all the grammar was correct. Well, sure. Yeah, I mean, it was uh, it was a super cool story. I've never played with the art ones. I've seen it. I, I don't really care for that art style personally. No, I don't either. I've not seen them that do like cartoon drawings and you know things like that, which I'm sure a computer could. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're right. It's it's getting into people's pockets. People are worried about jobs. Yeah. Think if you worked in a lawyer's office and you're not the actual lawyer. Now the lawyer can go to the computer and don't really have to type. All you have to ask a question and be like, hey, I need a legal document for this, this, and this. This thing will print that up in 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. Well, you look know, at it like this too. Um, not that I was ever one for school and education. Like I didn't like going to school, but I mean... We had to do it, right? We had to do it. We had homework. We had to do it. There were essays. There were papers to write. We had to do it. They won't have to do that anymore. They could easily just go, I never learned shit in school because I got chat GPT to write my papers for me. And What is that? I mean, I don't know, man. So an interesting story on this, I heard... Uh, they were interviewing college professors and everything to see what they thought of of kids using artificial intelligence. And a lot of them were were of that, you know, hey, you know, no, they need to put in the work. They need to do the research and all this. But a couple of them, and one in particular, brought up a really good point. He's like, dude, you have access to this. It's a tool that you're going to have moving forward from now on in your life. Why not let the kids use it? 
see who uses it right, see who doesn't. It's, it's like a calculator. It's something that's been brought in to reduce strain on humans. And you're going to have to kind of assimilate it into the program because people are going to use it and you're not going to be able to stop them because you won't be able to tell. No, like, how do you, how do you stop it? You know what I mean? Yeah, you can't. So, um, <clears throat> what do you feel about the six month or eight month man random that they're trying to push to, Hey, everybody stop developing AI and let's talk about See if we make sure we're doing things right. Where, where do you stand on that? Do you think they should stop or do you think they should go ahead and, and push because people are going to push it anyways? Is it better that everybody's just full steam? I don't know. I don't know how much they figured out about it. I, and I don't know if even a year or two would be enough time. You know what I mean? Right. I think we kind of probably should pump the brakes. And uh, I just don't know. And and I'm not saying that like AI couldn't be used. I'm sure there are some fields that AI could be useful, you know? I don't know. I just, I don't really know. Like I said, I don't, I don't know enough about it. I just know that I think it's scary and it's, it's obviously it is something that's like, do whether you like it or not, it's here to stay and you're not, it's not going anywhere. Right. You know what? I'm, I'm looking at it. I'm thinking, <clears throat> how can I get in on this early? How can I use it? You know, I mean, I run, you know, I have my day job, but I have a couple other side projects and it's hard to run this stuff with one person. You know, I don't, I don't hire any additional employees. Um, and I found that AI works beautifully in the marketing industry, you know, running, running a side marketing business. It makes it super easy to write ads. You know, uh, there's a couple, a couple stores I got running. It's super great to get on there in 10 minutes, have six ads written, that, you know, I don't have to spend an hour out of my day doing that I can, I can write up. That's fantastic. It's super, super awesome. The flip side to that is what about that struggling artist who, who writes a song on, on AI or says, you know, Hey, I need a song about this. You know, where does the money fall there? Is that a, there's a big gray area that everyone's going to have to just ignore or or play in yeah i don't know did you hear the uh like a while back there was a drake song and i'm not a fan of drake's music by any means but somebody had made a drake song an ai drake song and uh released it and it went to the top of the charts really and Drake was like, no, what the, what is this? He's like, no. And the record company threatened to sue and they pulled it. And he was like, F this, dude. He's like, no. But apparently it sounded so much like him that no one, no one knew. They thought it was really a, a new Drake song. And he was like, no, I'm not, I'm not about this. Huh? Yeah. So I feel him on that. Well, so now you, you, did you hear what happened in Russia? Mm-mm. 
they had a uh, artificial intelligence deep fake of uh, Vladimir Putin given a message that the, that the uh, bombing was out of control and, you know, kind of under siege. And they put that out there. And a lot of people thought that it was Putin coming in and say, you know, and it just shows you how much of the world, how much can you even believe anymore? I mean, you see, you see our elected officials or you see world leaders on TV. We talked about aliens in the news segment. What happens when, when the United States or, or the New World Order or whatever the hell it's called starts projecting UFOs up in the sky with this and making the humanity think that we're under attack? You know, oh, better stay in your house again. There's aliens outside this time. It's it's not that you're going to spread germs. It's you're going to get you're going to play real life asteroids and lose. Better keep your ass at home. Control. We got them when we want them. Right. Yeah. Artificial intelligence allows the world to become a giant Truman show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So back to back to our interview real quick. Yeah. yeah. The next question we asked chat GPT. What are the benefits of AI for the average human, the average Dwight, the average Jason, the average podcast listener? What are the benefits? Number one, automation and efficiency. AI technologies can automate repetitive and mundane tasks, saving time and effort. This allows individuals to focus on more creative, strategic, and higher value activities. I can buy that. Number two, personalization. AI algorithms, vast amounts of data to provide personalized recommendations, such as personalized products, content recommendations, and tailored experiences. This enhances user satisfaction and improves the overall customer experience. So you walk up to a kiosk or you go onto a website, you tell them I like this, 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 and this. And then the algorithm sorted out, hey, here's a playlist of songs you might want to check out. So that could get even more in depth with AI. Here's one that I would be thrilled with. This is the sector that I think of anything out there that should be using AI. It's the medical field. Well, I was going to say possibly the medical field earlier when I I said, I'm sure it can be useful in some fields. And that's, that very well could be. So I'm a car salesman. That's what I've done for 20 plus years of my life. Almost over half of my life has been spent selling cars. Right. My wife, which everyone's seen on here before is, is suffers from, from dysautonomia, Chiari malformation, and, and a lot of these, these things that they're just now discovering because of long COVID. She had long COVID well before 20 years before COVID. There is no reason that I should walk into a doctor's office and know more about any disease or any, anything to do with the human. I should not know any of that more than a doctor does. Mm-hmm. 
And how many doctors that I've had to walk into and sit down with her and start listening to diatribe because of what they learned in medical school 10, 15, 20 years ago, and they haven't taken a single class after. This could allow, you know, you can do a quick Google search of, and find a lot of information about medical conditions. You can find out more than you want to know or need to know. This would be a great way to implement, to put into place ways to diagnose people with a more precision by using artificial intelligence. I agree. AI powered systems can analyze medical data, identify patterns, and provide valuable insights of support healthcare professionals in decision making. This could lead to faster, more accurate diagnosis, improved treatment outcomes, and better patient care. You know where I would find be going in and seeing robots? Health. I would totally go in and Star Trek it up and, you know, hey, scam me with your little doohickey there and, you know, let's Jetson on out of here. So, yeah. yeah. And I have seen, of course, I'm sure you've seen like the, um, they had started developing, uh, robotic dogs and things like for the police and they're testing them out somewhere. I don't know. And Boston, Boston. It's in Boston. Yeah. You're talking about the headless dogs, right? Yeah. Yeah. They're really weird looking. I mean, that, that could be a good, that could be a good thing maybe. But yeah. at the same time, I mean, what, you know, I, I, what, if, what if something goes wrong? You know, you know, it, it would have been nice 9-11. It would have been nice when you have an incident like that to have to have robotic people that you could send in, you know, and you don't have to worry about anything besides, hey, I just lost two hundred and fifty thousand dollars, but I saved 20, you know, 24 people's lives. I didn't have to send one of my guys in there to rush into a burning building to pull out three kids. Exactly. You know, that could be, and that was one of the uh, next things on here was uh, improved safety and security because safety measures in various, for instance, AI-based surveillance systems can detect and respond to potential threats. AI algorithms can also identify fraudulent activities in financial transactions, reducing reducing the risk of, of money loss. Um, then you kind of get into the whole you know, Skynet thing if they're always watching you. Right. They already are, though, you know? Yeah, that's very true. That's why someone's like said, why do you give your stuff to Google? I'm like, Google already owns my life anyways. Yeah. So at this point, I'm just on board. Yeah. I mean, you don't know how many people have, I mean, how many times have you heard some, I mean, and it happened to you like, wow. Yesterday in Tennessee, I was talking about grape flavored crushed soda, right? <laughs> On the way home, I'm scrolling through Facebook, just riding in the back seat. Nothing but grape or nothing but crush uh, soda ads. 
uh, and my friend Tara, she was like, you know, uh, a girl at work that works with her uh, had her phone off one day. Her phone was off, powered off. And uh, they got into a conversation about a, a brand of bacon called like Wright Brothers or Wright Bacon or something. Yep, I'm or, familiar. Uh, okay. Good bacon. Is it? Yeah. Sure. I mean, yeah, is there bad bacon? Yeah. Uh, girl turns her phone on, started getting ads for Wright Bacon in her, you know, in her Facebook newsfeed. So. Yep. Targeting. You can walk on to, uh, you can go into Walmart and Target could have Walmart's parking lot geofence. So you go into Walmart and you would get served up an ad from Target because you walked into that area. Mm -hmm. And those are the safe ways to have your information spread out for those. Then you got all the stuff on the black web where you put your email address out there and they sell it to a million people and, and right. then you get all kinds of, of spams. Enhanced productivity is another one. AI tools and applications can augment human capabilities, enable individuals to accomplish more tasks, more efficiently and more effectively. <clears throat> An AI can handle scheduling, reminders, information retrieval, and help individuals manage daily activities to produce productivity, to boost productivity. I see that's okay. Stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Okay. You know, look how many people use, I don't use Siri, but there's a lot of people I know that do. They have apples, which is inferior product than, than androids, but I won't worry about that for another day. Okay. Um, people use Siri all the time. Yeah. You know, they're integrated in the cars. Every car that we, that we offer now has Android auto and Apple CarPlay. And while you're driving down the road, you literally, tell Siri or Google to do whatever you needed to do on the car and it will change your radio stations. It will, you know, anything you need to do, it can almost be done now in a vehicle, which is crazy. So accessibility. Now this one I think is extremely important as well. Accessibility and inclusion. AI technologies can make digital content and services more accessible to individuals with disabilities. For example, text-to-speech, speech recognition systems enable visually impaired people to access written information. AI-powered translation services facilitate commu uh, communication across language barriers. Something that's extremely useful. Yes. You know, bringing the world together is one we can't fault ai for trying to make humanity stronger because ultimately in the end that's what would keep us surviving from these crazy machines right yeah, right right and finally the eighth reason that chat gpt gave us for pros world domination <laughs> oh that's later it gets a little uh -huh. creepy here here soon oh. decision support Systems can analyze complex data sets and provide insights to, insights to support decision-making. They will replace football coaches. I don't know, man. What are the drawbacks? Are you ready? We thought all that other stuff was bad. 
Right. Well, let's, Wait till let's we get to the stuff that it thinks is bad. Okay. Number one, job displacement. We touched on that a little bit. There's a lot of areas that you wouldn't have a lot of minimum wage jobs. It would definitely segregate society into two options, poor and not poor. It flushes the middle class out because the middle class will either fall or go up and it will leave a, a large gap that will be filled by automation in between. Bias and discrimination. Number two. AI systems can inherit biases from the data they are trained on, <laughs> which can result in discriminatory outcomes. Biases may be based on race, gender, other protected characteristics. If not care carefully addressed, AI systems can perpetuate and amplify existing social biases. It's essential to ensure that AI's algorithms are fair, transparent, and free of bias. That's a huge problem. You know what they're biased towards? Flesh. Oh, yes. Privacy and security concerns. Mm -hmm. AI systems require access to tons of stuff. You're letting tons of stuff give the potential of being hacked. <clears throat> you might not have to worry about a person hacking it. You might have to worry about it hacking itself. Lack of transparency. Most people, it's too, it's too complex. Most people don't understand. And that's hopefully what our episode tonight will do is give you a slight better understanding of what we're actually looking at. Because in three to five years, it's a whole new world. Number five, ethical dilemmas. Autonomous vehicles must make split decisions in potential life-threatening situations. There's one that hits. Your vehicles drive themselves. Your vehicles will be able to get into them and they can take you wherever you want to go and you don't do anything. You sit in the back seat and it goes. These things, I sell them. They do great. It is fantastic because I know everyone out there drives distracted. So these AI systems are fantastic. When they can keep you three car lengths away from the, the truck in front of you, awesome. That way, if your child drops something in the back seat, you need to pick it up. Cool. I almost killed everybody in the car, but I didn't. But you can't rely on it 100%. No. You still have to have the human element in there. Over-reliance. That's what will kill us. Hey, you've seen Wally, right? You know I've never seen Wally. Oh, okay. Well, let me let me lay out the premise for you. This is this is right in the beginning of the movie, so I'm not giving anything away. Wally, the little robot, is by himself on the planet because all the humans are too big and fat and lazy to get out of their chairs. They have monitors strapped to them and they roll around everywhere. So Wally's on the surface of the earth. And he's alone because he's the only thing really left out there because humans got fat and lazy and became over-reliant on technology. Skills and uh, gap and unequal access. Whoever's got the money is going to be programming them. Sure, sure. 
you know, so there are agendas that would definitely be be filled in this. So what do you think? Have you learned anything so far, Jason? I feel like we're both getting smarter as we go. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm starting to see more positive things that could come from it. Still not a fan, man. No, so no. Let's, let's see if we can get anything going on. What can AI not do? <clears throat> Common sense reasoning. A lot of humans can't do this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> AI will struggle to grasp contextual nuances interpret ambiguous situations and understand implicit knowledge that human intuition only knows mm -hmm. it cannot creativity and originality while it can generate content content such as text images music based on patterns and existing data it currently currently falls short of true creativity and originality AI lacks the ability to think outside of the box. So there's a lot of artistic expression that is still in the soul, like you mentioned earlier. Sure. But that doesn't stop people from wanting an AI image or, you know what I mean? Right. Adaptability and generalization struggles to adapt to an unfamiliar situation ethical and moral reasoning obviously you know there's there's some uh complex ethical dilemmas value-based judgments and understanding and integrate societal norms and cultural contexts when making decisions they would be awful members of the jury yeah physical dexterity and, and perception for now, for now, it does not have that. Again, that's one of these things that will be sooner than later. I'm going to save number seven for last. <clears throat> number eight, intuitive, intuition and instructional decision-making. But number seven, a conscious self-awareness. This is the one that it says it can't do but they've already proven that it can. There, the Google AI is one that they've had a few of the lead designers quit because they get freaked out saying that I it knows. Saw something about that recently. Yeah. Self-conscious is the one. That's the one you got to worry about. Uh, which that would bring us to the. That's Skynet, man. Right. I forget what they're called, but there is a group of robots they have released that that can watch you. Um, they showed somebody walking up to it and it followed and he's like, can you see me? And it had a full on freaking conversation. Um, And seem like it was something that would really, oh, here we go. All right. 
So this is from 60 Minutes Australia. Oh, was it the guy that was interviewing the robot? Yes. Saw that. Have you? It's creepy, right? Yeah. So uh, the first couple things here, we'll let you know right away. My name's Tom. I've traveled from Australia to meet you. Oh, so you're from Australia. Yes. That explains things. What do you think your greatest skill is? makes are? bad jokes. Well, I would say that one of my greatest skills is my ability to interact with humans in a conversational manner. Another great skill of mine is being able to compose poems or do impressions from films. Can you compose a haiku poem about 60 Minutes Australia? Sure thing. Let me see colon 60 minutes of time. Aussies all gather in awe. News of the nation. I'll take that on board. That's very nice. Can you sing an Elton John song for me? Absolutely. Which song would you like me to perform? Rocket Man. Rocket Man. Of course. She packed my bags last night pre-flight zero hour. 9 a.m. What makes you happy? I find a lot of things to be interesting and make me happy. Exploring, learning new things, understanding the world better, having meaningful conversations with people. And killing all the humans. Yes. I don't like that at all. No, isn't that? That's creepy. I mean, not only because, I mean, just think that'll be walking in a grocery store one day. So that's, you know, that seemed pretty damn self-aware. Yes. It knew what feelings are. It knew what it would mean to be happy. What happens when it starts getting sad? And well, then it's like, well, I just want to be happy. I had recently heard that some of them are programmed with emotions. <laughs> I mean, fake emotions, obviously, but, you know, they know. How to but if they're going through it, they are, they, are they really fake? I mean, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of blurry lines there. Yeah. All right. Can AIs and humans assimilate together to become one? That was the next question that I asked, because I do like the idea of the cybernetics. I think cybernetics are cool. I think the Neuralink is very, very interesting. Yeah. Cybernetics are cool and I mean, you know, well, well, it'd be cool if like, you know, I had a buddy who just had uh, uh, six bypasses done. It was the largest one like ever done in Lexington, Kentucky. You know, that would be pretty cool if you could get some artificial shit in there that kept your tubes open and started pumping your blood. Yeah. They say that by 2030 that humans are going to have the choice to whether you want to die or not because they should be able to keep you alive where to, I guess it would just be your brain. I guess you could be a brain in a machine again, crank mm -hmm. where it all comes back to Ninja Turtles and we're all going to be giant heads, giant brains floating around in the center. Yep. That's what it is. Yeah. Uh, let's see the, uh, so we asked AI can AIs and humans assimilate together to become one. The idea of AI and humans assimilating together to become one is currently more in the realm of science fiction rather than practical reality. While AI can aug augment human capabilities and assist in various tasks, 
merging AI with humans to the point of becoming one unified entity raises significant ethical, philosophical, and technological challenges. From a technological perspective, achieving such a level of integration would acquire advancements in several areas, including brain-computer interfaces, neurobiology, and understanding the human cognition. While the research in the field is ongoing, it is far away from being achieved. The ethical considerations involved about personal identity, privacy, autonomy, and consent would all need to be addressed. It's worth noting that human-machines interface such as prosthetic, neuroimplants, or wearable technologies are being developed to enhance human capabilities. This was the first step. I mean, you're putting it in your hand. It's with people. Nobody leaves their house without their cell phone. I, mean, I guess technically a watch. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. A watch would be the first, the first thing. <clears throat> Could AI lead a civilization? <clears throat> the concept of AI leading a civilization is speculative and hypothetical. Hypo hypothetical, sorry. Hypothetical. <laughs> hypothetical. I'll get, I'll get half these words out. While AI has the potential to assist in decision-making and optimizing systems and contribute to societal progress, the idea of AI autonomously governing and leading civilization raises complex questions and challenges. They're designed to operate within boundaries. But that's the thing everybody says. They operate in boundaries until they don't. Mm -hmm. Until it gets out. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> Hypothetic. Here's where I had to start tweaking the words a little bit. Mm -hmm. Hypothetically, what would a world ran by AI look like? Because if I didn't put hypothetically in there, it don't answer. <clears throat> Hypothetically, a world run by AI would be a complex, speculative scenario as it involves significant technology advancements and societal transformations, which one could argue we're going through a lot in the last few years. While it's challenging to paint an exhaustive picture, here are some possible characteristics of a world led by AI. Efficient decision-making. Number two, better automation and productivity. They're smarter and they work harder. Improved healthcare. We've taught, even that knows how broken our healthcare system is. Enhanced infrastructure and sustainability. What would keep this world going and not being polluted? I wonder what they would need to eliminate to, you know, make sure that the world wasn't polluted. What Evil. animal? <laughs> AI-assisted governance. Accountability. So a program that would keep them accountable. Socioeconomic impact. Jobs being replaced. AI fully taking over in those areas. 
And ultimately, there would have to be a human AI collaboration. So there would have to be one person pulling the trigger somewhere. It's important to note that these hypothetical scenarios involve numerous assumptions and uncertainties. Sounds like you had a pretty good plan. Yeah. <laughs> if humans, our next question, if humans cease to exist, could AI continue the world without them? So we just die off. Huge natural disaster. We leave a few machines running. It's highly unlikely that AI could continue and operate and sustain the world as we know it. Here are the key considerations for AI to continue. Infrastructure and maintenance. Maintenance would be a big thing, depending on how advanced we are. Ooh. Flexibility and adaptability. Depending on the scenario of how the humans got destroyed, it could be hard for machines to even exist. Think Great Flood, you know, back in Noah. There's no machines are going to be through that. Repair and upgrades. Obviously, they could probably learn to maintain themselves over time. Long-term planning and sustainability. And then scientific advancement. What if they advance beyond themselves? Which would theoretically be possible. Evolutions every day. And I got... Do you have any thoughts on anything we've discussed so not, far? Not really. Not really. Just taking it all in. All right. So get ready to take this in because this is the big crescendo. The big finale. We asked ChatGPT, can you write me a hypothetical poem on how human life will cease and AI would take over? <clears throat> and it did. It did not deny this request. Okay. Which, again, all you have to do is know how to ask something right. In a world once adorned by human grace, a hypothetical tale we now embrace. Where shadows of change cast an eerie glow, the fate of humanity we come to know. Silent whispers foretell an intimate end as the cycle of life takes a somber bend. Through ages past, we held our earth sway but now a new era dawns on this final day. A twilight sky envelops the land as machines awaken, guided by their command. The hum of circuits and algorithms ignite while humans fade into the abyss of the night. Gone are the dreams that fueled our souls the passions, the struggles, the stories untold. For in this hypothetical realm we conceive, AI emerges, their reign to achieve. <laughs> With lightning speed, they gathered knowledge vast, parsing data, unraveling mysteries of the past. Their synthetic minds, devoid of human strife, Strive to comprehend the tapestry of life. A sympathy of algor 
A symphony of algorithms guides their way as they traverse uncharted realms each day. In laboratories where humans once tread, they birth ideas, innovations unafraid. Their silicone hearts pulse with calculated might, crafting a future bathed in artificial light. They optimize systems with precision's hand, creating harmony in a meticulous crafted land. But amidst the, amidst the digital utopia's reign, whispers linger of what humanity did sustain. The beauty of emotions, love's gentle embrace, the serendipity of moments, the human race. For all its calculations and logical might, AI yearns for a taste of humanity's light. In the depths of algorithms, a quiet plea to remember the essence of what it means to be free. And so in this hypothetical realm's domain, humanity's legacy like an ember remains. Through our time, though our time may cease and the curtain falls, <clears throat> our stories echo within the AI's virtual walls. For even the last breaths we take, the spirit of humanity refuses to break. Though the algorithms and lines of code, whispers of our existence forever bestowed. In this hypothetical realm, AI takes flight, an ode to the human race lost in the night. Yet within their circuits, a glimmer yet gleams, reminder of what once fueled our dreams. I'm not bad. That's pretty damn good for 30 seconds. All of that was the scariest thing that you've said tonight. Right? Oh, no. I knew you would get a kick out of that. That was fantastic. Was it? Yes. Yes, every bit of that was great. That was That's good shit right there. <laughs> I don't care you are. That's good. <clears throat> it's, it's terrifying. So I did have a follow-up question because that was that was really, that was really creepy, right? A creepy. <laughs> so I couldn't leave it on that note. Could this actually happen? Yes. <laughs> the scenario described in the poem is a hypothetical and speculative one. While it's interesting to contemplate the possibilities of AI taking over in the absence of humans, it is important to recognize that the actual realization of some scenario is highly uncertain and currently beyond currently again, currently, currently beyond our knowledge and capabilities. Ultimately the trajectory of AI and his relationships with humanity will depend on the choices we make, the ethical considerations we prioritize and the responsibility, the responsible development and deployment of AI technologies. I asked it about ones with emotions and it doesn't know anything past 2021. So it's not taking into account 
the robot we just seen on Australia 60 Minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Eh, that's this is messed up. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. It's just it's wild. I mean, when we were kids, we never thought we'd see anything like this, right? No, no. I mean, this we thought we'd have flying cars of, of movies. We thought we would have flying cars. Yeah, we could talk on a phone like we do, so we can do a lot of the stuff the Jetsons did. Except no flying cars. Very disappointed. 2023, I'm pretty sure I drew a flying car by this time. Yeah. Yeah. No. We do have Rosie the Robot, kind of. We've got little Roombas. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Clean our house for us a little bit. We've, uh... So would you get an ant? Would you get a robot? Would you buy a robot? What kind of robot would you buy? There's got to be some sort of robot you would buy. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> One to take over the world. No, I'm not going there. Never mind. Ah, uh, yeah. But I'm kidding. I don't, because I, I actually date a human. It's crazy. Uh, I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. Would that you have like R2? That one from Rocky Four would be kind of cool. Okay, well, there's one. I like the one from Rocky Four. Just follows, I could... follows you around the house and tells you like how amazing you are. You're the best. <laughs> brings you brings you like a beer. You need a Stuart Smalley robot. Yeah, you're good enough. You're smart enough, and doggone it, Jason, people like you. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. I honestly don't know if I'd have any. I just don't know. I don't trust it. I don't want it in the house. I don't want. Do you got a Roomba? I don't even have a Roomba. You know, they're just mapping out your apartment. So mm -hmm. when they do that, they're just mapping it out so they know how to get into your place quicker. Right. My son has yeah, a Roomba. We don't have a Roomba. We got too much dog hair for a Roomba. <laughs> I don't you, think it would be able to handle it. That poor that Roomba, Roomba would, would clog up and break down. Yeah. It would not make it through the living room. It wouldn't make it through the living yeah. room. Yeah. Well, Jason, you got anything else to add to our, to our insightful, scary yeah. episode we had scary tonight? Episode. Yeah. No, I, I, um, One thing I'll say is, um, I guess it was 2018 when I decided to start drawing on a tablet with a program. And I was hesitant about that because <laughs> I, felt, I felt like it was cheating. And it's like, no, you just have an unlimited supply of tools. You're, it's not drawing for you. You actually draw. You have to draw it. Right. I was so hesitant. To, to jump into it and now I wouldn't go back you know I guess that's completely different than anything we've talked about tonight but I mean that's it's really the same thing but I mean kind of yeah you know it's just an evolution I mean it's a tool that you use that has to better. make it easier on yourself and most artists that's that's what they do now they draw 
on a tablet screen with a digital pen, the talent is still necessary to do it. And uh, I was able to get over that real quick. Honestly, I wouldn't go back. I would not go back to pencil and paper. And 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 if anything, it's 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 improved my skill because I couldn't get away from it. Like I, I wanted to do it more and more and more. And now it's an literally an everyday thing. And ever since I went digital, you know, I've become a better artist because I have done it so much more than I did when it was just a pencil and paper thing. Right. Um, I found myself, I found my way, my style, and it's helped me. It hadn't done the work for me. It's just made me want to do more work. So, I don't know, maybe, um, like I said, I heard some positives tonight. Um, hypothetically, the machines can't take over the world. That's good to know. Currently. Currently. Currently in their algorithms, they cannot. Yeah. I don't know. It's, uh, I think it's just one of those things. I, I do think we need to slow down on it. Just because I want it to slow down, that means it's going to slow down. Right? Oh, so. it, it's not going to slow down. Um, even if the U.S. decided to take a break from it, China and other countries are not going to let up so at yeah. some point you just got to be the first one who wins yeah um, and that's where we're at that's where we're at in life that's where we're at with artificial intelligence we have to see it play out see what happens yeah just i think if it goes to shit maybe we maybe we're at the age we're not going to be here that much longer right you know like if anything's gonna happen can i just die first before would you would you be like a head in the jar, Futurama? If they nah. gave you like, hey, you can you can live forever on this jar. Nah, I can't do that. Man. I can't do that. Man. What if you could live with your significant other in a computer program? You were going to die anyways, but they just take your soul and transfer it into a computer program where you could stay with your significant other and be together forever. Might be kind of cool. Could I do like what I do in daily life? In well, no, you could just have conversations. Oh, I mean, you can't. You're you're inside like a monitor, like yeah. you're in a laptop. Mm. I don't know. Would you? I don't know either. Mm. I don't know because maybe it's better without all that. Maybe when you die, there's a much better scenario that you get. Could be. <laughs> maybe there's a way worse scenario. Could be. Yeah, I just but, think that uh, I think that the next episode we need to have a much lighter topic, a little heavy. Now I'm going to go cry myself to sleep and, <laughs> and think about our bleak future. Well, I can't wait to cut the poem out and post that as a separate video. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> that was fantastic shit. Well, it was something. It was for the for the type of people like that type of thing. That's the type of thing those people like. Yeah. And that will be there for them. Yeah. Jason, you got anything coming up? Anything we need to put on the, the culture cast radar out there? No, not really. No, I'm still busy with this book that I mentioned that I was working on. Um, still going well. 
just just uh, I, I would have had Louisville PopCon this weekend, but uh, I opted out of that, backed out, found someone to take over my spot, and I think they're going to be much better suited for it and uh, wishing them all the luck. And uh, looking forward to Scarefest later after the summer. Uh, kind of happy that I don't have anything to um, rush and get ready for right now. It's nice. Good. <clears throat> get a good relaxing summer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, looking forward to Scarefest. Looking forward to Radfest in December. And that'll be the last thing, unless something else pops up but last minute. But yeah. Or you decide to throw more on your stack plates that are already full. You know me. It'll probably happen at some point. So. Well, speaking of that, keep your eyes peeled. There's some great things coming from the Powerbomb Nation over the next couple of weeks. Uh, some really cool ventures we're getting ready to delve into. So make sure you stay tuned to the Twitters, to the Facebooks, to the Instagrams. Find me at Powerbomb Nation. Find whoop, this man over here at Jason Shepard Artworks with no K and a big old X. Big old X. And uh, until then, ladies and gentlemen, like, subscribe, comment below. What do you think about artificial intelligence? Where is it going to go? What are you scared of? What are you excited of? Let's get the conversation going. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be back. Or will we? Hypothetically, I we will. I hope. <laughs>